0: lucky you best 36 holes in golf you tuned into alternate shots podcast arnie's army where we talk about golf Barkeys, sandys poker bond james bond horse racing i'm all in great movies Alfred hitchcock we have no script and down the stretch they come we're glad you joined us frankly my dear i don't give a damn
1: <laughs> Whoop, let's start again. All right, Billy, we finally got around to it. We're getting to the James Bond gadgets and gizmos. How about that? Not like not like the one we just saw, that was the villain's gadget or I don't know what you call that poison coming down the string, what do you call that? Uh, you know, a technologically advanced string. Right out of your Singer sewing machine, the little bob. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the only thing that saved James Bond is he went like this and leaned over and what happened to Aki? She went and spooned with Bond, and that was the end of it for her. Too bad, yeah. So Billy and I are uh, back with the Bonds, and we're going to talk about gadgets. You know, the you know, you go, there's no way to do this with any kind of script. But I thought what was kind of amusing was in uh, Goldfinger, Bond coming through the, the, I would call it the seagull scuba gear.
0: Yeah, he had the hat with the duck on top or seagull on top. You know, that's that's a gimmick, but it's not, we could do that. You know, you just get a decoy duck and put it on your head. So that wasn't one of Q divisions more oh. advanced. In, but we have to point out the, the, the unique thing about James Bond and, and the consistent thing about James Bond is without any prior knowledge, he could operate any gimmick or any gadget, or any moving vehicle, like, you know like he was an expert at it it didn't take him long how to figure out how to drive a tank or fly a helicopter upside down or motorcycles or airplanes you put the controls in front of him he figured them out like that which was q's nightmare because every time he visited q division you know he was picking up stuff and you know put that down but don't don't touch that (laughs) like a kid in the candy store i think one of bond's
1: beauties picked up the polaroid laser beam camera and she started to take a picture of q and bond and they went the other way and she zapped the <laughs> photograph in front and you wouldn't have been hearing about q or bond much longer and, in that movie
0: and and q deserves uh kudos for he's one of the longest lasting characters in the series and even even in the newer ones when john cleese took over to the part up. and then the little uh harry potter like guy in the, in the latest ones with daniel craig it's a great <laughs> Aspect of James Bond. Q Division is just such a great and under not spoken about enough, but it's it's a great part of James Bond.
1: Yeah, the Q. You're thinking of Harry Potter. Because you're thinking about the pen box, right? Three (laughs) and then two, detonated three, and then the guy was in Bond
0: sitting on the side going, Oh, maybe oh, okay.
1: Yeah, was that in um Goldeneye? Where the 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 brainiac yeah. a computer not. I am was invincible.
0: doing yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I'm invincible, and and he was <laughs> doing it, and we lost track. It was like watching a three card Monty player. Right. I didn't know where it ended up. Did he detonate it? Did he not detonate? And that was the suspense.
0: So, but it it's sort of fun to try and keep track. But as a as a viewer, you know, you didn't have to keep track. It's either blowing or it isn't, you know. And if if it was necessary to blow up, it was going to blow up
1: and everyday items you know that was an everyday item a pen or how about the cigarette rocket launcher right <laughs> that was pretty yeah he had that in
0: events. uh uh you only live twice I think it was or was it diamonds or forever No, you're right
1: you only live twice and uh that got him out of a bind I don't
0: really remember where the toothpaste the detonite toothpaste came in. but I I don't really remember it that much either I just remember you know you're making exploding toothpaste and they gave it a name. Yeah. You know, what you, you know, could have just said this this stuff will blow up. You know, so license like to kill. Times.
1: The reason yeah. you don't really remember it if they're all good like you said, but you look at rotten tomatoes or some rating agency about movies, it's among the lowest of the 25 or 27 bonds. There's a couple of fake bonds that people call bonds like you know, the one spoof of Casino Latin Royale yeah. and yeah never say never again but yeah i mean how about the golden gun i mean that that wasn't a bond gadget but that was pretty clever a million dollars a bullet
0: and that was more uh you know directed at the, the villain you know that was his particular tool as opposed to a walter ppk which james bond always had how about
1: when the uh when bond meets the tool maker for the golden gun bullet maker and he wants to get the identity of who owns the golden gun and the guy is in this little ratty little what is it like basement and he's got this gun and he's like moves it over toward the guy's private parts (laughs) he says oh i'll get those for you right away
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly but you can't you can't talk about bond gadgets and leave out the attache case because as kids and, and and again, Bond transcends every age. As a kid, it's, you know, wow, this is great. The gimmicks are great. The secret agent part's great. You know, and as an adult, the adventure and, the uh, you know, the Bond girls and everything, you know, it, it covers every age group um, in its own way. James Bond captures every age group in its own way. But, you know, if you were a kid like I was and you guys were, anybody my age was, when these movies first started coming out in the 60s, you had to get the attache case when Mattel came out with the attache case. You had to get it with the, the hidden knife and the camera and the, you know, the the exploding tear gas, or if you opened it the wrong way. Sure. It didn't come with 50 Krugerons or gold pieces or whatever else was in there. They sold zillions of them. Yeah. And it was, Kids you know, gobbled cheap, them up. Stuff. You know, you could fire shooting shells, I think they called them back in those days, where, you know the toy guns that actually fired little bullets yeah you know and how many times did you hear you could put somebody's eye out the talcum powder component in that briefcase
1: uh attaché case Robert Shaw who played the bad guy in uh from Russia with love he had the little garrote came out of his wrist and he wrapped it around and that was yeah once yep. it was like having your head inside a uh crocodile you weren't getting
0: out of that and Robert Shaw, you know, the gamut of roles he played in his life, that was a really good one and an early one for him. But, you know, as we all know, he went on to get uh, eaten by Jaws, the real Jaws. What was he, Quint in that movie? He he was a great actor and he played that part very well. He was really, of all the adversaries Bond ever had, he's, he was really kind of the most treacherous. I mean, there's always odd job, but you could see him coming or Jaws when they got in the Roger Moore ones, you could see him, you could see those guys coming. Robert Shaw playing that guy was, you know, he was stealth. Bond didn't
1: know until the very end of the movie who the killer villain was. In the other movies you talk about, he knew when he saw that big old Jaws with the silver teeth coming in, he knew what to do. He could get prepared, he he could get in a position across the table in the dining car well, Robert Shaw is putting a mickey in his girlfriend's white wine to, to disable her so he can have his way with uh, Bond. And he spoke. He spoke. All these other villains really were more appearance.
0: And grunts. Uh, 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 Oddjob uh, never uh, spoke. He was, uh, odd job. he never
1: spoke. <laughs> so he was a, a single dimension kind of foe or villain, whereas Robert Shaw put on the English accent as a Russian
0: spy. Right. He was a, as good an agent as uh, as 007 for the other side, and he was able to you know win 007 over. He conned 007. That's not done that often.
1: Another one I like in that movie, and you've heard me talk about this, is Rosa Club, But she was she had the um, you know Co- the dagger shoe with yeah. the poison tip, and she yeah. got her fellow spy Kronstein, I think she got him. But the very end of the movie, well, well uh, the whole plot of the movie is to get the uh, the lector you know, the decoding typewriter type device, right. and he gets it, and he's with the girl, beautiful, beautiful the, the, beauty. The, They're in the hotel room, cleaning she, the room, right. and she's going to get the bag. She's, she's got the
0: shoe, the shoe out, and she's kind of limping around trying to kick him. <laughs>
1: she came pretty close
0: all she had to do
1: by the way that was the what fourth or third or fourth bond that would have been it for the series
0: <laughs> <laughs> again but they were smart enough not to kill him unlike the last guys who made the movie we've been over that so you can't about can kill this? james bond you can't no, you kill can't. james bond it's a it's a fact of life you can't beat up the three stooges it's a fact of life they're impervious to pain you're not going to win in a fight with them they'll say ow but you'll, you'll never put them down you hit them with a hammer the hammer breaks so there there are certain you know Undisputable facts in in uh, movie and uh, film history and and yeah, Daniel Craig. I mean, I do, I watched the last one. Yeah, they, they killed not... him. So we're upset that? about that. They killed him. I know you can't, okay, you I can't kill James
1: Bond, right? It's not allowed.
0: What I say, I... he's not dead. I they, this this franchise might have decided to end it, but James Bond will be back. He has to. He has yeah. to. I... You, James Bond, getting killed? Not nope. Never going to happen. As our friend Gabby says, 007 is going to be a
1: man. It's got to be a man. Has to be a man. You can have a yeah, woman, but let's call her 008 and a half or whatever you want to call her. Or it.
0: turn the circle upside down or, what? you know, do something different. Make but, her know, unique
1: so she can create a, a great series. Right. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No, mr bond i expect you
0: to die why does she have to live in the shadow of a previous man she should be her own agent right. and it would be great i think if you had you know 008 or 001 maker whatever you want to make her or come up with a completely different you know mi6 type group and have her you know but for god's sakes use some creativity and originality you know we talked about james bond and and, and sean
1: connery the first five bonds he was not perfect. The uh, the director, uh, Terrence, the director, was really instrumental in, in polishing he, that rough yeah, diamond. Yeah, he
0: refi- he's refining him, yeah. He didn't
1: have this pose that we're looking at here, leaning up against that. He would have probably looked all gangly and awkward if it weren't for Terrence Young, who told him, this is how I would pose if I were you in his, uh, you know, bespoke suit and the $400 tie and the $1,000 haircut.
0: But he was clearly intelligent enough to understand his new role, and and you know buy into Terrence Young's tutelage. You know, and it probably helped him going further in his career because Sean Connery went on to make a lot of great movies. He he stopped being Bond because he didn't want to be typecast his whole life. That's where the never say never again came from but he got out of the role he was able to he was able to do other stuff like the man who would be king or entrapment where he plays the thief the high rise thief he did get he did get away and daniel craig will probably get away from the role as well daniel craig Um, has gotten
1: away he's done the uh these couple of uh kind of detective series he did
0: the tat lady with the tattoo movie
1: and 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 he's sort of moving on i think the producers back then probably wa- loved Sean Connery and what they created. They wanted him forever, but they didn't know when to quit
0: and you have a uh, you have to have the physical ability. That's the kind of character you need that you know that that to just ooze this you know, Elon. For for Sean Connery to convert to that type of character from his rugby self was was a pretty good good job by him.
1: They also brought the common person into you know the high life the high style life the yeah the casinos. that was always the best
0: part we get to go to the casinos and we don't have to and risk the, the high-end
1: resorts like the one and only in the Bahamas
0: yeah I mean, and those even are... in the later movies with uh, with Daniel Craig going to the right to some of those incredibly beautiful places like where he's convalescing after after his bad time he said <laughs> where is that that would love to just sit there for a Overlooking few Overlooking
1: the Mediterranean you yeah, coast yeah well, he was kind Mr. White's
0: house. Mr. White had a nice house in that kind of area. He, he got shot in his ankle there. But yeah,
1: well, it started with, uh, you know, the writer. Ian Fleming had this beautiful little, I don't know, probably 1,500, 2,000 square foot casita overlooking Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was 15 feet from his typewriter. If you're looking at what we're using right now, computers, that was his typewriter. Caribbean was right there 15 feet right. away so it was easy for him to imagine these beautiful scenes speaking
0: of beautiful scenes the picture that's on our screen right now was Sean Connery leaning up against what the the, the be-all and end-all of gadgets I think in in any movie history that Aston Martin
1: the Aston Martin
0: DB5 yeah you know, with machine the... guns and oil slicks and tacks and bulletproof shields and the ejector seat. And again, as a kid, I don't know if you guys all remember Corgi toys, but they were upscale vehicles. They had spring suspension and stuff. They were great toys. They had cop cars, trucks, all kinds of different stuff, Corvettes. And they all had little gimmicks like the trunk opens or the windows go up and down. And when they came out with the Aston Martin, it did a lot of the tricks, including the ejector seat. You got a little tiny guy sitting in the seat, you hit the button and the, the roof opens and the guy get shot out of there. And if you were like any other kid in the world, the little guy got lost within the first couple of days, you know, so you had to make up little guys or make them out of paper or something like that. The <laughs> injector seat is, is iconic in, in and of itself. So What's, what's really good about the uh, Q division was they were able to like sort of pick apart Bond's next mission and equip him with stuff. It was always different than the last time, but it was always stuff he needed on this mission. <laughs> Coincidentally, right. you know, it's good, good thing I have my dentonite.
1: Right. Notwithstanding, Skyfall was a huge commercial success, big sales globally. But at the end of the movie, he goes back to the Aston Martin.
0: Yeah. When Judy Dench, had the new M, see, that worked. They made Judy Dench M. They didn't have to change the character around, she right. was just the next in succession. She's, yeah. uh, she was great at the job. She did it differently than the first guy, uh, <clears throat> but, she, but she was great at the job, and she, she had that tongue-in-cheek thing going. And she's you No, know, he's making the getaway with her and the Aston Martins, and he's, she makes a reference to, like, D- don't, do not hit that ejector seat button on me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, she was tough with him. Don't ever, yeah, well, don't ever come in my apartment. Head. How did you find me? Don't ever come in my. And he's using her, his, her computer. So yeah, at the
0: same time, he's she's also like that. How does he do this? Yeah. Do this? So <laughs> I there was like... a mutual uh, respect for each other in the in the in those later bonds with Sean Connery. You know, took his orders from M. But I don't think there was sort of a a mutual thing going on there. They and never he,
1: mingled. That was either know. see him in the uh, q's office or m's office and that was it
0: yeah even q and, and he was a thorn in in uh in bond's side a lot of times you know give us you got to use this instead of that so he have to sneak his walter ppk back in or he'd have to break off his flirtations with money penny because m was listening and so there was that kind of stuff going on but with judy dench it was a completely it was another relationship she knew she had you know a tiger by the tail that she couldn't manage, but she also knew she didn't want to overmanage him because he was so successful.
1: She was tough, and then you know, she did go out with him in Skyfall, and we know how that went. But in Skyfall, there was some good old-fashioned, you know, kind of levers and springs as great little gadgets. That little, the way they put the shotgun shells in the light bulbs and on the yeah, floorboards—that's
0: what, what I mean. His 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 abilities. Go far beyond any normal. He was an expert in anything explosive and anything that moved. Bridge is that way! You're not thinking. That. I sure am, boy.
1: Ever heard of Evil Knievel?
0: that before neither have I actually James Bond mastered it in seconds with the exception of Goldfinger where he couldn't quite figure out how to stop that nuclear bomb at Fort Knox and he was about to push the wrong button and then at the last second the guy that does know how to stop it takes his hand away and you know stops the bomb at zero zero seven seconds left so
1: the other one in uh, Thunderball with a little breathing device remember it kind of looked like a chapstick almost it was and I two, think that yeah, like,
0: worked. Yeah, and he had the little jet pack on, and he's going in the, in the underwater. It, that was such a great scene in, it, in and of itself to conceive. The underwater Lotus Esprit uh, S1
1: submarine car. That was in The Spider yeah. Love Me. But even back into Dr. No, the Geiger counter, it was a gadget.
0: Yeah, it, it, and I was thinking about that the other day, and I, I don't know if you remember the old Superman series with uh, George Reeves, but they had a Geiger counter in that show once when Superman got radioactive.
1: Was that with the two little Martians that were in the hole, the little guys? Yeah, they had
0: one in that, too. Yeah, yeah, that was called The Unknown People. That yeah, where was a double episode. And they had a Geiger counter in that also, uh, you know. So it was it was not a well-known device in the world because who has a Geiger counter? But, you know, in Doctor No, that was that was almost the extent of the gadgetry for, for, for the good guys. If you
1: had a choice and you could have the real McCoy and it worked, 100 percent as advertised would you want the jet pack or would you want the aston martin db5
0: i'll take the aston martin because i'm afraid of heights
1: yeah i think you know depending on, if you lived in long island on the lie you'd like to have the jet pack <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there, I, there must be some combination of the two somewhere or there will be where you can you know turn the car into a helicopter or something like that I'll take the I'll take the Aston Martin with little Nelly in the trunk we didn't even talk about little Nelly and you know that technology I
1: was just watching Maverick Top Gun and there was so much shooting going on I kept thinking about little Nelly because he had a lot of rocket launchers and guns and And that was in the 60s yeah yeah yep. but I was going to say that also Q went out to the site and helped uh James Bond uh put that together
0: right because he had to go you know go that's you school.
1: only live twice
0: yeah q was the instruction manual
1: yeah yeah and q has been in the most james bonds of any character i think he was in 17 and he sort of faded out in the later ones and john cleese came in john cleese didn't do a lot of them but he did one or two he was one or quite two or called. three
0: yeah i like the new guy too i, I do like the new guy the kid.
1: I think the new guy we haven't even seen his capabilities i think they're I gonna unleash him i think they introduced him conservatively and money penny i like um yeah, they're both much
0: more interactive in the movies now they're more important they don't just like give bond stuff and go away they're they help him throughout
1: they were all involved in that skyfall where they were, came into cabinet and started shooting up all the cabinet members they're much more involved than behind mahogany office doors
0: and that scene was a great scene because em is up there trying to explain to these stodgy ignorant board or people in control sort of like you know when the congress had a hearing in in our country that you don't need these guys on the street anymore and then the next thing you know (laughs) here comes bond to save the day because he is on the street you know and javier badem was 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 great he's great in every movie but he was he was pretty good in that movie he
1: did some clever things and disappeared yeah, he, he
0: lured bond into a dead subway place where i almost had him hit crushed by a, a subway train yeah it's like wow yeah he, take, he was one step ahead of them the whole way in that movie you know take that
1: indiana jones you just had to run away from a a big old rock coming down a subway was, yeah. with 20 train cars
0: <laughs> yeah it always reminds me of the old cartoons where a guy's running down the tracks away from a train and even as a kid I would say take a left or a right
1: yeah yeah, that's right (laughs) stop
0: running straight you know
1: well we don't have much information but as we do we'll get into who might be the next James Bond there's betting lines we won't have to do this today but there's several three or four or five candidates and I think probably in the next year
0: if you're listening to this podcast, in the comment line underneath, send us suggestions, because we'd love to talk about that. It, it's like speculating about who could play James Bond. It would be a lot of fun.
1: You can bet on who the next Aaron Taylor or so, Idris right. Elba, whoever it is. But, you know, be interested like Tell
0: us who you'd like to see play Bond, even if he's not on the list. It's an interesting discussion. I'd love to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and tell us what your favorite gadget is, and tell us what your favorite bond theme song is and who sung it uh whether it's you know tom jones or sheena easton or adele, adele. we'd like to hear what that that might be
0: nancy sinatra yep
1: all right buddy that's rap
0: thanks ma'am i'm sorry but james bond can't be a girl 007 can't be a girl thank you 008 can be a girl yeah but 007 that's james bond that's a man it's only going to be a man <laughs> why are you laughing I don't, I don't, well at least we have a laugh at it
1: <laughs> right We're, we've gone from 12 handicaps at this to 19 handicaps in just a week
0: <laughs> that, that's what happened. somebody changed my grip and the next thing you know i can't do the podcast anymore i felt like i was in the first row of the uh, first pew at church right during the sermon <laughs> and your brother was my your brother ear. my brother was making me laugh thanks for joining oh, us today Billy we really
1: appreciate your Double feedback
0: indemnity. and please Markey.
1: subscribe to the Key show, writer. hit My him hard job. and hit him off.
0: That's 36 holes.